Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,233. 52 degrees, the record high. That was in 1931 on this day, and 26 below on this day in 1897. Hail the flashlight, King! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I happen to think uh, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is a uh, corrosive, uh, vengeful, uh, mean-spirited woman who has uh, deep philosophical views. I'd love to see your therapy notes on law enforcement, but it is also important to talk to those who do not think that way. That would be Reverend Tim, for example. Reverend Tim, how are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? I'm fine. Are you a fan of Mary Moriarty? Am I a fan of hers? I'm not a fan, I would say. But I understand what she's trying to do. What is she trying to do? Well, her whole thing is to swing the pendulum as far left as she possibly can get it. Because, you know, uh, it's it's way far right when it comes to the Republicans and law enforcement. So she, she's going to swing it as far left as she possibly can get it. And you approve of that? No, I don't approve of that. I, what I what I approve of is her getting the conversation started mm-hmm. because there is no conversation right now. You cannot get the Republicans to sit in a room and actually talk about police reform. You can't get them to say words like police brutality. So Mary is saying, well, I'm going to start or I'm going to force you to have that conversation. <laughs> Only thing the Republicans have to do is sit down. With people like myself and or someone else to understand what the people are actually asking for, you know, we got rid of the people who wanted the uh, um, defund the police. We we got rid of those people, so we can have a dialogue of saying how do we work with the police and how do we work with the community? Because right now, if I'm a police officer and I see somebody with a tail light that's out. I'm not pulling you over, man. I'm going to wait till we get up to a stoplight. I'm going to roll my window down and say, hey, your taillight is out. I'm not getting out of the car and, and, and dealing with you. All right. Now, you're obviously referring to the most recent case that has put her in the news, and that's the uh, uh, Ricky Cobb getting stopped by state troopers last July. Uh, am I correct? This is what's compelling your, your interest at this moment? Uh, yes, sir. Exactly. And and what would you have done in that case? I, I would have stopped him and more than likely probably got him for what I stopped him for. But what if you discover as you do the routine check of his license that Ramsey County has an, uh, an alert out that said we need him picked up on a probable cause for domestic violation contact order? So what is, isn't the uh, trooper at that point required by law to arrest him and get him to Ramsey County? 
he is sir, required by law to arrest him. But then I'm also going to think about the history of if I this dude decide to do something that he shouldn't do. I'm going to think about the Kim Potter. I'm going to think about the officer Noor. I, I, I'm going to think about those things. How, how did that end up for the police officers? Mm hmm. Well, then, Tim, what you're saying is, what kind of future are you envisioning? Uh, cops are going to be uh, uh, required to not pursue anything they might discover on the off chance that the suspect they've just stopped could turn out violent. Uh, pretty much. That's, that is a, a future that I think that we, we've got to really start looking at that at this point until they sit down at a table and actually come up and fix this the system is broken joe and time and time and time and time again we sit here and go how do we fix the system how do we make it fair how how do we make it to where yeah you know what if this knucklehead decides to run away from the cops and the cops do do what they feel is right. And I understand it. The cops said, you know what? If if I let him go and he goes down the road and he hits someone and that person dies, that's on my head. Right? What about but, if he goes down the road and he drags two cops with him and they die? Got a point. That that's that's the whole thing. How do we fix this? How do we? Well, you just said you just said the way you'd fix it is you wouldn't stop them, or if you did, you wouldn't follow up on what you discovered when you did the routine license check. The, what 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 I what I'm saying is, we need to find a way to make sure that if a cop arrests someone and that person decides to take off, and that cop feels that he's his life is in danger he shoots them then the cop don't go to jail but right now if i'm looking at it from the cop's standpoint but right now we know that anything can happen and if anything happens there could be a chance that this cop that's right now they're trying to put in jail he felt that i, I have to stop this thing. So at that point in time, he leaps in, he does what he's supposed to do, and the guy, the guy dies. So now he's in trouble. Why can't this? It's Rook here, Rev. Why can't we stress compliance? Why is that such a uh, um, a bad thing? Well, you look at it. You look at the history, though, Rook. You look at the history of when people. You go all the way back to. Dr. King, right? Okay. Uh, uh, say my grandfather. Yeah, my, my grandfather's out marching to try to get better wages, and he's getting bit in Memphis, Tennessee, on Bill Street by dogs with co cops with dogs. You go all the way back then, and you bring yourself up here. We've always been in in the hairlines of the police, no matter what we do. All right, let me stop you right there. When would you ever be satisfied that that period has ended? When we sit down at the table and they start going, here is the deal. We're, we're not, we're going to listen to 
when black people say police brutality. Because we've been saying that all the way back to when NWA came out with the record, Blank the Police. Y'all know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. When they, all the way back when they came out with that album. All the way back when, when they decided to say uh, the, 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 the Black Panthers who were protecting their community can't have guns to protect their community from the police. So when they sit down at the table and when we get the Republicans that can sit down at the table also and come up with, 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 with what they have and the Democrats come up with what they have because they can all come together. I, I, have, I have talked to Republicans. I have talked to Democrats. They can sit at the table and actually come up with laws, with bills, with things of that sort without actually getting up and nothing being done. Let me tell you something. Sir, let me tell you something. I'm looking at a Department of Justice report that found 20 incidents of misconduct by the Minneapolis Police Department out of over 1 million calls. That means 0.002% of calls were considered problematic. The other 99.998% we never heard about. If driving while black was regularly occurring, these numbers would be much different. We're not living. Uh, we're not in Memphis right now. We're not in. We're not in uh, NWA's record right now. We're in 2024, and. Uh, there's not a cop or a trooper alive who isn't aware of the tremendous cultural and social obligations he or she must face. And no, I'm sure they're all out there with that. I'm just giving you an example of what it's like when I go to the meetings and they're talking about how do we stop. Police, police brutality. How do we stop the jump out boys? How do we stop Minneapolis police from rolling by and looking for a reason to get a group of guys all riled up so they can come in and break out the batons and things of that sort? How do we get them from riding around during, during the protests, shooting people with rubber bullets, shooting reporters with rubber bullets? How do you stop that type of stuff? But that sounds to me like thing. what you and Mary Moriarty would do was just you would completely back off on law enforcement's authority uh, over right and wrong. No, I would give them they, they have they have the authority, but they, they've got to they've got to make sure that they de-escalate the problem. They know they're going to have a problem. They walk up if they will. I don't think there's a cop out there. Right. Who is going to walk up to a car with a black man in it, and that black man probably got a record that don't think that he's going to have some type of problem, right? I mean, that, that's just, that's somewhat a, a given. I, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that. So how do we de-escalate the problem? How do we de-escalate what's going I, on? I can answer you. I can Go answer you. I can Go answer you. It. What's going to have to happen is the troopers will be allowed three times to ask for compliance Upon the fourth ask, and there is no compliance, they'll say, uh, go on your way, sir, have a nice day. That's what we're going to have to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. And then maybe. The, world is, the world is not going to be made safer by that, but we'll avoid what happened on I-94 uh, July 31st last summer. Yeah, we'll but there's, there's, there, 
there's things we could there's things we can do before that. They'll name one. Right. Uh, num- number one, we can make sure that when a police officer stops someone, that they have complete uh, uh, authority. That just what you just said. Now, if I ask you over and over and over to get out of the car, right? Uh, I think the police should have a right to tase someone right then and there. They got the window down. Just tase them, tase them, and pull them out of the car. All right. I, I, I see no, I see zero problem with that. Hit them with the taser a couple of times. If you got to break the window, break the window, tase them and get them out of the car. Uh, my, my, my thought on, on that, then that eliminates the gun being in, in play. If this person has a gun, okay, there's nothing the cop can do about that. I mean, he has to, he has to return fire. No ifs, ands, or buts. But somewhere in there, there's got to be somebody with a level head. The, 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 the perpetrator, the thug, he can't have a, a blown-up head, and the cop can't have a blown-up head. Well, stop somebody. right there. Stop right there. The suspect's never going to have the correct attitude, ever. So, therefore, it's incumbent on the officers, whether state patrol or police, to, unfortunately, walk away. I, I don't see any other answer to this. Walk away. No, the- that, that's that's the answer. Going just what you just said. Uh, give them an uh, opportunity to do what you told them to do. If not, break out the taser. Shoot them. Shoot them with the taser. A, ta- a taser is a new wrinkle in this particular case, and I I don't have any information as to why it wasn't used. Maybe it was considered. I don't know. Right. No. I, I, uh, understood. I, 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 that's what I think. I, I think they should have every right. If someone is not complying with their order, they should be able to tase them at any point in time. They feel that it is right. I doubt if Moriarty would go for that, but I'd I give it a try. I don't see why not, though, Joe. Well, that's because he, don't get me going on her. See, but 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 they're not shooting and killing anyone. Right. No one's. You're not going to kill somebody if you tase them and then rough them up and put them on put them on a and and, and I'm I'm good with like I said I'm good with you roughing them up. Well, you know? we can well we can't Grab- go we can't go there either. That would well, not no, that would not be that would be frowned upon, and I'm not well, advocating that. I am okay. Um, you can. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm, look, I, I'm at a point now though, Joe, to where I'm really saying. We need to bring back on the weekend stop and frisk. I know that don't sound good. I know everybody's going to get pissed at me about that, especially in the black community. But we're at that point. When, when two babies and then a lady gets shot by sitting in their house and watching TV, enough's enough. But you so, just got done saying that if, where police are problematic is rolling along and suddenly stopping and giving some grief to people. Now you're saying they should stop and frisk them. That doesn't no, make no, sense. I'm giving you... I was giving I was giving you some understanding of where where things are going. What I'm saying what I'm saying is what we need to do is get to a point to where we can sit down and come up with laws and give the police officer at this point because of the things that are going on and where we know they're going that where a police can walk up to someone and stop and frisk him right now. 
Let's continue to follow this case and stay in touch because I, I appreciate your views. Uh, yes, sir. It sounds good to me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You have a good Thanks, day. Thanks, Rev. All right. All right. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. Say the other, I don't know if we accomplished anything, but thank you. Well, no, but it's he gives us an interesting and unique yeah, his, perspective. That needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you about Sioux Falls the other day yes. and about how this might offer some business opportunities that you really want to look at because of uh, oh, quality of life experience and lower taxes, uh, reduced red tape, affordable land, higher profits. And I said, you know what? I bet Sioux Falls even has a... A symphony. Yeah. You know what I completely forgot? What? In Sioux Falls was where Glenn Campbell recorded <gasps> with Eddie. <laughs> Jeff Dayton was in the band at the really? time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Campbell filmed a PBS special concert in Sioux Falls with the Sioux Falls Symphony in 2001. In the video, you see Jeff Dayton playing alongside Glenn. You can Google this, by the way. Go to Glenn Campbell in concert in Sioux Falls, 2001. That's just a, another benefit okay. of thinking about Sioux Falls. It's uh, probably for its size a little bit more cosmopolitan than we even imagine. But uh, many Minnesota businesses, given the uh, structure of our current leadership, have been thinking about Sioux Falls for a variety of reasons. And uh, all you need to do to learn more is go to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. That's one word, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HirePro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. Jellers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing, and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's garagelogic.com, keyword partner. Not a GarageLogic town council member? Here's what you're missing. I'm at that point in the season where I'm convinced the NFL's rigged. I am so glad you brought that up. Here's what's (laughs) going to happen. I'm telling you right now, this is what the NFL ordered, and this is what the NFL is going to get. They're going to get Taylor's team versus the Detroit's. Taylor's team is going to lose in the Super Bowl. That's what they're going to get. That's your Super Bowl right there. Yeah, but Taylor can't be at the Super Bowl this year. Why is that, Joe? I believe her tour takes her to South America. She, oh, no, you Tokyo. Know that, Joe. She's in Tokyo. I just Tokyo. read it. Yeah. Because I got people in the house that have completely ruined football by having to watch this. Now, however, everything. go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Okay. Bye. Okay. Is Kenny, you have anything you want to say to John? Uh, no, no uh, message. All right. Trying to think of a good song to do next to the river. There you are. Down here, Hastings, Minnesota today. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You've got a line, and i got a pole. I'd rather listen to this. Yeah. Uh, quick quiz for Joe. Joe, what does what's a PDF? Uh, something to do with a file. 
pretty well, darn good file. All right, all right, acceptable. All right. Close, close right. enough. Right. And what I like about PDF documents, you can print them. What I'm getting at here is Seafoam uh, and the Seafoam website called SeafoamWorks.com. If you ever have any questions at all about the use of the many Seafoam products in your cylinders, you got to get there. You got to print it out, bring it out to the shop or the garage and just pin it to the wall. Um, any question, any and all questions get uh, answered with these Seafoam PDFs. Um, I personally, you know, might be okay with them, but uh, I, I know a guy who, 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 who likes to, you know. What does PD stand for? It means portable document format. Oh, format. But I've changed portable I've changed portable to printable because I I like printing them out. What does BFD stand for? Well, that's a whole different <laughs> thing. Uh you can learn it all GL or seafoamworks.com. It covers Transtune, Deep Creep, the Top Engine Cleaner, all, all of them available right there for PDF. Our local company with a global reach and a true miracle in the world of bad cylinders and bad gas, Seafoam. No such thing as a bad cylinder. Well, yeah, you're right. We talked about the uh, Cargill acquisition of land in Duluth the other day, mm -hmm. and what an interesting, what an interesting question it raises. Why is she buying up that land? Now Scott Matura has something interesting, and he admits it's way too early to to find any substance in this, but he's thinking about this out in Montana. He's thinking about it. Okay. And he writes, way too early and way too much to parse out, but we often talk about timing. Do we think it merits paying attention to going forward? That is, Cargill is buying houses on what is a very specific piece of land in an important harbor and doing it quietly. Joe Biden has made not one, but two visits to the site of a bridge repair right next to it. Joe Biden knows nothing of the border, could visit thousands of bridges in disrepair, and frankly doesn't know if he's on foot or horseback. Yet two visits to this important bridge. I, 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 I like adding that to the, to the mystery. Now, Mr. Biden, our president, was in Duluth yesterday, and then he visited... What did he visit, Chris? A brewery? A brewery, Joe, in town. It was a nice brewery well, with he, the old... Well, I think he went to a brewery in Superior. Oh, right. So yeah. he probably had to cross the Blatnick Bridge, which is... Uh, but it's a nice photo op. He's got the podium, and he's got the kegs in the back. Oh, yeah, it's it was great. Really, it's America, you know? Great. I, I take it he would not have flown over there. There's no way to fly to it. He had to be driven over there and then back to the airport to get sure. on Air Force One. Yep. Well, do you have remarks from his uh, brewery appearance? I do. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Jesus. What? You know no, what? You're drinking water the rest of the day, yeah, pal. Was I'm he not, drinking the beer? I'm not sure how many he <laughs> had water. at the moment. But what's with the crowd laughter? I want to hear that again. Yes, yeah, sir. Take it from the top. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. I can't Earth decipher. Rider. What, what was the Earth Rider? Earth Rider? Here? Well, I think Earth Rider is Easy the name, or what's the name of the brewery? Uh, so I think it's oh, Earth Rider. Earth Rider okay. Brewery in Superior, gotcha. Wisconsin. Right. And I think he was uh, surmising that they get their water for the beer from the Great Lakes. Oh, Gross. Sure. 
Sure. Do they? I don't know if that's the case or not. One more oh, time. Right after that bilge pump is empty. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer. It is Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, now it makes sense, Joe. If that, uh, so is he basically saying Earth Rider is happy that the Great Lakes are here? He, Earth, was, just, he was just at a brewery talking off the cuff, and that's what you get. Okay. Was that a laugh track, or do they have a, like an applause uh, <laughs> sign, yes. a giggle sign? I suppose it's a very uh, carefully selected group of people who got to visit with the president in the brewery, and they were polite and did, civil and, and laughed at what they thought was a laugh line. Did you see, though, the stage when he they were trying to assemble for the photo op? You had Governor Walls, you had Lieutenant <laughs> Governor Flanagan, a couple other dignitaries, and they pointed Joe in the direction of where to go stand, and he kind of just stopped yeah. and then looked and said, well... Almost as if, well, where am I supposed to go now? I wonder why all our officials are horning in. Superior- oh, Joe, you got to have a photo op. But Superior's in Wisconsin, though. Where's the Wisconsin governor? Well, it connects the two. Oh, I understand. Uh, I understand. Was, Evers, was he, Evers was there? Was it Evers there? Yeah, he okay. was there. All right, very yeah, good, very good, uh, very good. I, I'm still confused about the link he made between Biden and uh, the strip of land. Well, apparently, uh, if you want to... Uh, uh, just what guess I think what Mature is referring to is maybe Cargill has big plans for the harbor and maybe the harbor needs to be updated with a better bridge. Hmm. And maybe Cargill, uh, I don't know if they have any influence whatsoever on uh, the, the lift Biden. bridge. The, the uh, Blatnick bridge, it's not a lift bridge. It's the big tall bridge that goes from Duluth <laughs> to Superior. It needs to be rebuilt. I need to take a nap. I'm just so confused. I can but picture it. I don't think I, there's anything confusing. About I know it. the Blatnick, and I know the Bong, and I know the lift bridge. Yeah. Um, well, but, it's the Blatnick. Uh, what, okay. Yeah. All right. And, and uh, we don't know uh, if that's what Cargill's up to. Uh, someday we might find out. We don't know. But that is a real nice harbor there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. I have to get this out of the way. Because it's so alarming. Oh, okay. Yes, Chris? No, I didn't know if you also wanted remarks from Vice President Harris. Oh. We uh, never want that. Do I we? do. I do <laughs> want some remarks from her. She yes. was asked basically about, um, well, she was warning the American people about losing this democracy if we elect a president who would weaponize the Department of Justice. All right. This was uh, yesterday that she All made right. these remarks. November of, of, not, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't. I I can't take it anymore. My God, the rage that I'm filled with right now. What did that S heel say when Minneapolis was burning down? Was she not applauding? Right. The rioting? 
And let's clarify. Huh? Mostly peaceful protests, you mean. Let's clarify. Oh, my and God. I, and John Haidt might even find this uh, accurate. Let's clarify Trump's dictator remarks. Uh, no president or aspirant should ever even use the word dictator. But I believe if you look carefully at what he said, is, oh, yeah, I'll be a dictator on the first day when it comes to drilling and the border. And that was what that was what he meant. Mm. Now, uh, given given how he is held in low disregard by conventional news gathering institutions, not to mention me, he he that that dictator thing was blown out of proportion. It's a lousy word. He shouldn't use it. But I don't think he has intentions of becoming Mussolini. I think on day one, which is exactly what Biden did on day one, he killed the pipeline. Right. And and Biden er, and and uh, Trump is saying on day one, I drill. Okay, I just wanted to get yeah. that out there. The only thing I think you could add to that, if I wanted to be, you know, yes, if you wanted to be, uh, if you wanted to be obtuse, uh, is his favorite world leaders are right. pretty much all dictators. Right. But he, he really doesn't know anything about them. Uh, uh, he just Yeah, you have know. to remember the source well, when yeah. it comes to... Is, is that, is that like good, that? though? No, well, it's not. It's that, not. That's a point. That's all a right, good right. point. Let me catch ourselves before we disappear. Uh, I, I have this news out of California, and I find it absolutely chilling. It's from, I'm enraged. It's from the Los Angeles Times, hmm. which uh, just uh, trimmed a third of their newsroom. Oh, yeah. God. 94 people wow. off the wow. L.A. Times newsroom. Uh, this is a piece that says, uh, what if you couldn't speed? That's the premise of a new bill in the California Senate that would require vehicles sold in California to be equipped with speed governors to limit their speed. The proposal is from Senator Scott Weiner, Democrat, San Francisco. It's part of a package of bills that he hopes will reduce traffic injuries and deaths in the Golden State. There's no reason why people should routinely be allowed to drive more than 10 miles per hour above the speed limit, Weiner said to the Los Angeles Times. You can want whatever you want, but that doesn't mean you're allowed to do it, and that doesn't mean you should be physically able to do it. The measure is Senate Bill 961. It would require every passenger vehicle, truck, and bus manufactured or sold in California to have speed governors starting in 2027. The devices would use GPS technology or cameras to verify the speed limit in a particular area and slow a speeding vehicle down if it approaches 10 miles an hour over the limit. Wiener said he is open to changes in the bill, for example, whether to require active or passive speed governors. Active speed governors would actually reduce the speed of the cars that hit the 10-mile-over limit, while passive ones would make some sort of annoying sound or buzz to warn drivers to slow down. Mm -hmm. The European <coughs> Union passed legislation that will require passive speed governors in all cars sold in member countries starting just a few months from now, in July. The legislation is likely to be met with opposition from certain trucking groups that have similarly opposed federal legislation regarding speed governors. Todd Spencer, president of the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, opposes the legislation, which he believes is not the correct way to make roads safer. Spencer advocates 
or advocates for increased police presence to monitor speeders, but said that changes in speed are sometimes necessary to drive safely. There are times drivers want to speed up enough to switch lanes, to move away from unsafe situations. Our preference is for drivers to have the maximum ability to do that. We don't think technology or even the most well-intentioned regulations should obstruct that, uh, Spencer said. <clears throat> but uh, Weiner is saying uh, we have too many traffic deaths. This is so insane and unconstitutional that I am positive that it will pass. Yep. Because, Joe... It's not the person holding the gun, it's the gun. It's not the person stealing the car, it's the car. Right. It's not the person speeding in a car, it's the it's car. The car. Well, get and this. just okay. an ironic yeah. aside, a lot of, and I hope some t- uh, truck drivers will back me up, aren't there a lot of trucking companies that have already installed governors on their truck and these guys can't do over 70 even if they oh, wanted yeah. to? They have the bumper stickers on the back end of their uh, yeah. Bands, right, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Wiener's package of bills introduced this week, which he has dubbed Speeding and Fatality Emergency Reduction on California Streets, would also require underride gar- guardrails on trucks to prevent cars and motorcycles from being pulled under the bigger vehicle. Just uh, envision a cow catcher on the front of a steam train. Only this would be on the side. Right. Well, my concern, of course, is is the camel's nose in the tent. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you have this, then it's just yeah. a short step to say, yeah. if your last name begins... Uh, uh, M through Z, you don't drive today. Yeah, you're not going to go pick your, your cars kids won't up. Work. For, yeah, your wow. kids aren't going to go to daycare today no, we or come home. Your car won't start today. And uh, A through uh, A through M, uh, you're driving today. He's got a lot of things added onto this bill. He also is trying to make improvements on crosswalks and curb extensions uh, to better accommodate pedestrian cyclists and okay. whatnot. That's fine. Yeah. You're sure. right. I mean, it's just it's frightening to think. What... Well, where do you want to go with this? Well, I, I, you just said where we want to go. We want to limit uh, people's ability to use their vehicles. It's human nature. Un- unless, it, Joe, wait, wait, unless it's an EV. Then you go ahead and do whatever you want. Don't you it, think? It's human nature to want more. So once you establish X, you're bound to want Y. It's just, it's human mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. Look at this, what's being proposed in the state of Minnesota now is the right to end life bill. Uh, what's it Discussed called? yesterday on the House floor. Yeah. It's called, uh, what's it called? Hold on. End of Life Options Act. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, advanced by a DFLer. Uh, okay. You know, you read that, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of it can make sense. Uh, this initial go-around with the bill is very strict, uh, you'd have to uh, follow a very specific regimen before you could take your life. You'd, there are various authorities, including a doctor, would have to sign off. You'd have to administer it yourself. It wouldn't apply to just old age in general. It wouldn't apply to disabilities. It wouldn't apply to uh, uh, dementia. Uh, okay, in, in its initial go-round, it wouldn't. 
well, then what? What about five years from now? Oh, Christ, this kid's got a broken leg. He'll never be an NFL star. Let's get oh, the, rid of him. The horse I mean, thing. go? Yeah. Horse breaks a leg and they put it down. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Right, but right now they're talking about the very, very end. And right. I, and, I, I don't it's know. It's very but, strict. It's very strict. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know about you guys, but oh, of course you have. I know you have. You've seen people in the last week of their lives as they suffer as their um, body organs shut down, you know, as the doctor gives them basically heroin to take home to ease the incredible pain they're going through in the last, you know, few days of their life. But you're right, Joe. Where does it end and where does it stop? You know, where does Wiener's bill end in Los Angeles if it passes? And it will pass because Kenny's right. It's so absurd it'll pass. California is a very, very different type of place. And, uh, <laughs> Good summary. Good Minnesota, summary. That's a Minnesotan. Well, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, this end-of-life uh, bill probably will pass in Minnesota. It uh, passes on party lines. The DFL uh, is so, much in favor of it. But I, all, I wanna, all I'm saying is be careful what you wish for. Is, is the, you know, I'd like to hear the opinion of GLers who have sat through this and watched a loved one die. Is the medicine, the uh, narcotics that these patients are being given the last couple of weeks of their life, is that not enough? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would like to hear from somebody who does know. I'm well, sure. I, I'm sure there are good sold doctors who have had to deal with with end of life situations and have told the patient, "You can take two of these pills, but don't you ever take five. You know right. Yeah. You know well, I mean? wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say yeah, no yeah I don't. I can't comment well, I, on that. Remember Kevorkian, what we went through? What was that, 20, 30 years ago? Well, 20. Yeah. He even wrote well, anyway, a book on anyway, it. Anyway, I was linking that to what's happening in L.A., and, and, and unfortunately, I do believe it's human nature that when you achieve X, you want Y. And when you get Y, you want Z. You're, you're just, it's, our, it's the way our brains are wired. Uh, oh, have you ever seen anything that's... Just, well, what's a what's a ready example of that? Wasn't the sales tax passed in the 1970s supposed to be temporary? <laughs> was it, it was for the dome, wasn't it? I, no, I'm going back to the 70s. Oh, before the initial that? sales tax. Oh, this is temporary. Yeah. Well, now it's the highest sales tax in the country, for God's sakes. Yeah. And and it's I know just that never was, enough. It's never enough. That was added onto with the building of the dome. Oh, I, yes, I, I yes, remember no. that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. Another yes. half percent. Yeah, it'll go away. Don't worry. Hey, this is your last day, I think, if I have my knowledge correct, <laughs> to get your five buck ticket for the golf show. You go on to mngolfshow.com, use the GL promo, get a $5 ticket, and join us at the golf show. It runs Feb 9, 10, and 11 at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll be there Feb 9 at noon. Uh, I'm going to load up on gloves. I'm going to load up on golf balls. I don't need any golf shirts, but if you do, that's where to get them. You can take yeah. lessons from PGA pros. You can uh, take a chance to putt for a hundred grand. I'm going to do that. Hmm. I won't make it, but right. I, you know it'll lip out. We'll take bets on that. It'll lip out, and uh, if it gets there, yeah, that's right. Alice. <laughs> Never be play? short. Never be short on a one hundred thousand dollar putt. That's right, right. Uh, it's the golf show. It's a great time. It's a mindful of spring. The weather's even breaking in our favor to be mindful of golf. So again, 
Go to, right, do it today. Go to uh, mngolfshow.com, seek out the promo code GL, and you'll get a $5 ticket, and we'll see you at the Minneapolis Golf Show. The Baja. Mate schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Let's see, we're winding down here in January, aren't we? Uh, Last day of the month, 31st, next Wednesday. The winter whiteout sale will continue at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Until then, save up to $700 on select white Liberty safes. The best safes ever made. And you can get them right in Maple Grove. They're that close by. Exclusive savings, premium safes, act fast, peace of mind can be yours for just a few dollars a day. I don't know. It doesn't say that. Uh, but what you are getting, best fire protection in the business, safes made right here in the United States of America by Americans, fully transferable lifetime warranties. Are you hearing me when I say that? Huh? That's say a big deal. Fully transferable lifetime warranties. That is amazing. And if you, uh, if you talk to our guy Rich, the owner there at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he can set you up and provide you with professional delivery and installation. Three ways to get, uh, into Rich's life. Uh, 763-494-9075. Do it the Kenny way. Stop in and say hi. Shake his hand or at least, uh, you dap him. Give him a fist bump. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. He's there Monday through Friday, eight to five. And of course, he's o- always open on the web. MapleGroveLockandSafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Before I do news, uh, that comment you made, Joe, just sounds like a line from a song. California is a different kind of place, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so I wrote a little, a All little right. verse Good, here. Good. You're the guitar-playing newsman. Can you hear me? Hey, yes. Hey, is this on? Kenny can. Kenny can't hear me still, huh? California is a different kind of place. Make you put a funny look on your face Laws that sometimes seem they can't be real Just a part of all the rights that they'll steal That's all right. All right. Was, was all right. Danny, uh, Danny Korchmar playing guitar there? Cooch. Oh, Cooch. Waddy his Waddy nickname is Cooch, you know. Yeah. Cooch is his Hey, Cooch. Hello? What? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How do you get that Hello. nickname? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Got it. Leave me alone. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, he got that name more than 50 years ago, though, because that's what he was nicknamed with Carol King. Anyway, uh, let's go to the news now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Follow up to a story we have been following charges against three adults after that fight at St. Louis Park High School. The fight started in the school, eventually moved into the parking lot. Only minor injuries reported in the fight. 42-year-old Latois Milan and her children, Jerome Smith Jr. and Debrea Annalisa Smith, all faced charges of assault and riot for the incident. The charges say the family was targeting and attacked four Somali students at the school. Charges say the family thought one of the students had been involved in a separate altercation with a younger sister, not named in the charges, at the school that day. Ongoing debate about the future of a troubled North Minneapolis liquor store has taken a new turn. The city council voted to transfer the Merwin Liquors liquor license to We Push for Peace founder Trey Hearn Pollard. 
For the last few years, we push for peace has been on the ground on West Broadway and Lindale to try and turn it around. Last February, the group opened up a community resource center right inside the Merwin Liquors building, and city data says gun crimes decreased in the area. The fellow buying it calls acquiring the liquor license phase two of his plans to change the trajectory of the corner. Meanwhile, tempers at the meeting last night boiled over. Yes, one they council, did. One council member swore at an activist. Mm-hmm. Ward 4 council member Jeremiah Ellison directed the curse toward longtime community advocate Al Flowers, telling Flowers to, quote, shut the bleep up. Mm-hmm. It all happened after the Merwin vote. Audio from the meeting shows Flowers saying we lost again, Jeremiah. Okay, stop what, right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think that means? What, we lost again? Did 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 Ellison uh, want a piece of the action on that liquor store and, and uh, lost out to the activist group that bought it or Correct. got the license? Yes. Well, no, he, he he was in favor of the of the plan that went through, Ellison was. Then what is Flowers referring to when he says we lost I, again, Jeremiah? Flowers does not want a liquor store at all. I see. Period. Okay, okay. Uh, all of this now, after all this happened, Ellison escorted out of the chambers by uh, your gal, Joe, Councilmember yep. Latricia Vitaw, yep. and the council subsequently went into recess. Vitaw later went to the hallway to speak with Flowers. She told Fox 9, of course he was out of line, absolutely. When asked about Ellison's outburst, she said, I'm pretty sure he would tell you he was out of line. But Fox 9 also reports then that Ellison followed up with text messages to Flowers, and they were not kind messages. No. Uh, calling Flowers a, quote, lying sack of bleep. Blank, yeah, <laughs> lying sack of blank. Flowers replied in disbelief, and Ellison further accused him of being a liar and a bigot, claiming that Flowers attacked his religion, adding, I'm letting everybody know about your hate for Muslims. In the council chambers, Flowers implied that Ellison, being a Muslim, should oppose the liquor store, but the specifics of his statement remain unclear. Flowers told Fox 9 he's not anti-Muslim. I'm well, glad to a, see things are running smoothly. Standard in the defense for uh, standard defense for Ellison. Uh, I, I've often wondered the same thing that Flowers has been um, wanting. Why do we need to have a liquor store there? Uh, probably because it's a money maker. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, now, I know uh, it's a problem, though. Yeah. Now to a story that uh, Chris Reavers sent to me at 5.50 this morning on my telephone. I want to keep you on your Whoa. toes, Johnny. Okay. I'm very pleased to hear that. Always on. You know me. Story. Story would have easily. You Chris, never sent me anything at 5.50. You want me to? Chris, you could actually send one to me at 4.30. I'd be yeah, okay see, I knew I wasn't going to, uh, I knew Rook would be up. I knew Kenny because would be up. Here's what I do because I work with you three asshats, you four asshats. <laughs> uh, when I go to bed, I put my phone on airplane mode so I can't be interrupted by your childish texting yeah. that goes on till one in the morning. I- I can't do that for very personal reasons. The man who oversaw Southwest Light Rail Transit Project controls and flagged potential illegal cost manipulation by the Met Council is now accusing the employer of retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court. The plaintiff is Michael Janisch. He worked as an engineer on contract administration, project management, and coordination in the public and private sectors for more than two decades, and he was project controls manager for seven years. As part of his job on Southwest Light Rail, he was charged in part with ensuring the 14-and-a-half-mile Green Line extension complied 
with Federal Transit Administration requirements for a full funding grant, including a stipulation the application for federal funding accurately reflected the timetable and cost of the project. In his lawsuit, he says he was transferred away from his role and suffered an effective demotion after he repeatedly raised concerns that the agency was artificially inflating costs. He was breaking it, and it was breaking its agreement, he said, with the federal government by doing so. He alleges Met Council leadership, including Project Director Jim Alexander, Deputy Project Director Joe Hollick, and Director of Construction Brian Runzel, did not want to push for compliance from the outset and went ahead with the federal grant application without establishing a full baseline schedule for the project. Uh, the FTA ultimately awarded the Met Council $1 billion to help pay for the project, which had, uh, which had an initial estimated cost of $2 billion, a price tag that has since ballooned to $2.75 billion. The Met Council maintains in its response to the lawsuit that its change orders, approval practice, complied with all the current laws. Is he alleging that anyone on the council was lining their own pockets? I don't, uh, he doesn't specifically say that mm -hmm. uh, from what I read, but. Uh, it's pretty easy to make a guess, though. Yeah. What a mess this whole thing is. Uh, just yeah. an irresponsible mess brought to you by adult children. Who Reminds me of uh, mm -hmm. Doc Durant and the uh, building of the Union in Central Pacific, mm -hmm. which was just the most corrupt project in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minnesota U.S. Representative Angie Craig has introduced a new bill called the You Earned It, You Keep It Act. Craig says the legislation... <laughs> All right. Would, you want it, you want it, you got it. Says the legislation would eliminate the federal tax on social security benefits, giving many seniors on fixed incomes more money in their pockets. Craig says the bill would pay for itself by raising the cap on the social security payroll tax. Here's how that would work. Currently, workers stop paying into Social Security at 168600 So if you're on uh, earning that much, you don't pay uh, after that. But under Craig's bill, you'd have to go up to 250000 and up, which Craig says would shore up Social Security until 2054 and could also reduce the national debt, she said, by $9 trillion over 75 years. National international stories, uh, immigration dominating the news today. White House and Senate negotiators have continued their weeks-long border policy negotiations aimed at forging a compromise on unresolved issues like the Immigration Parole Authority, though divisions among Republicans threaten to derail the effort. Republican leaders are also trying to gauge how much GOP support for a border security agreement with Democrats shifted now that former President Trump has, uh, Trump has solidified his position as the frontrunner for the party's presidential nomination. In a closed-door meeting with Republicans on Wednesday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell acknowledged the political dynamics on immigration have changed, given that Trump wants to make the situation at the border. Uh, one of the uh, colleagues of McConnell interpreted the comments as him backing away from the eventual deal, but uh, he says that's not so. Senators emerging from a GOP meeting yesterday, said McConnell, clarified his stance. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah saying the GOP leader made it crystal clear he's supportive of the work that James Langford has been doing. Langford is the Republican working on the immigration bill. Have we ever learned why McConnell occasionally falls silent and gives you the thousand-yard stare? Well, yeah. he's 130 years old. He's thinking, I can't believe Joe Biden is president. Yeah. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Meanwhile, former President Trump on Thursday God, gave, his back, 
gave his backing to Texas Governor Greg Abbott amid the latter's feud with the Biden administration over uh, border security, urging states to send their National Guards to the border and promising to work hand-in-hand with the state to combat the what he calls invasion if he's inaugurated again in January 2025. Also, 25 Republican governors backed the state of Texas in that standoff with the federal government. The state seized control of Shelby Park, a 50-acre public park, which has been popular with migrants. On Thursday, 25 Republican governors released a joint statement supporting Abbott for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country, according to their statement. Herbert Cowboy Coward has died. Who is that, John? Well, Coward was the fellow with no teeth in deliverance. Oh, for Pete's sake. He was 85 years old. The crash occurred as Coward and a friend, Bertha Brooks, left a doctor's appointment. North Carolina Highway Patrol Sergeant MJ Owens said the actor pulled out onto U.S. Route 19 in front of a truck, which hit his vehicle. Both Coward and Brooks died along with a chihuahua and their pet squirrel, authorities claimed. Coward squirrel? Uh, You you call him an actor, John. Was that his only role? Uh, yes. Well, it, yes. Didn't they just find this guy well, behind the shed well, in the woods? Wait a minute now. Was he the he was he the banjo player or no. was he the pretty no, mouth no, no. guy yeah. or was he the yeah. squeal like a pig squeal guy? like a pig guy? Squeal like a pig yeah. guy. I believe he was the squeal yeah. like a pig guy. It's tough uh, with the, well, you know, when you get labeled like that, it's tough to find other work. Who is that or, actor? Or that was, easy or really easy. Who was that actor that was tied to the tree? Uh, what was his name? It was either Ned John Beatty? Voight or Ned Beatty or and Bert didn't Reynolds. That, didn't, no, it wasn't Bert. Oh, Bert wouldn't allow that. He had a good agent. Yeah. Um, didn't that scene in that movie kind of mess him up permanently? He Ned, never really recovered Ned from Beatty? that. Yeah, Ned Beatty, Ned Beatty was the recipient. No, he, he did lots of work after that, Kitty. He, he had a lot well, of work. I know but it did he, mess him up. I yes, know he had a, a lot of work, but uh, Kenny, I mean, he, a... <laughs> he was sleeping 15 minutes at a time. He was very jumpy. Uh, well, did, uh, did they really get him? Couldn't, they, uh, they couldn't be around trees thing? or canoes. Uh, boy, I hope they were acting. Uh, no, coward. I think it really happened. It must have uh, happened. No, I think, yeah. I think this With was... With this guy who just died. This was an actor's studio deal where uh, they... This really... Yeah. That's where yeah. Ned kept saying, cut, cut, can we try it over? Let's try it again. No. Take it from the top. <laughs> we want it to be authentic. Yeah. No, no. Take it from the bottom. Take it from the bottom. I mean... <laughs> that's uh, that's terrible. The uh, yeah, pet squirrel, uh, by the way, he was famous in Hayward County for having a pet squirrel. Yeah. A coward had a small but memorable role in John Borman's 1972 classic Deliverance, as we've been talking about. The film starred John Boyd, Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and Ronnie Cox. Knowing that you were probably going to bring this story up, we actually Uh have his final words uh, before his passing. Beer brewed here. (laughs) It is used to make the (laughs) brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. So... According he's to holding his, the squirrel when he right. said that. Yeah, no, right Minnesota has, we've got, well, we've got Lucky Lindy, uh, we've got Prince, we've got uh, Judy Garland's Red Slippers. Yeah. They've got this. this George's no got to squeal like a hillbilly. pig guy. You, yeah. uh, now, his, his line was not the squeal like a pig line. You know what his line was? It's a pretty mouth, right? It's a, it's a, yep, that's it. He said, he got a real pretty mouth, ain't he? Uh, that yeah, was, yeah. That was but he wasn't, there. can I establish this? He wasn't yeah. an actor. They just found this guy uh, in the woods in the, wandering in the around. Woods. Yeah. I, yeah. 
that's, yeah. that's why I've always... But he seemed story. to know what he was doing and didn't need a lot of instruction. I mean, did he trade on this the rest of his life? What's he been doing for the last I think the, years? the director said to him, Joe, just do what you do every All day. Right. We'll keep on tape rolling. Beatty's character is forced to strip at gunpoint by two mountain men who humiliate and have sex with him. A scene so shocking, it is still referred to as a screen milestone. Beatty admitted that most of the people who worked on the film did not want to do that scene, but it was an important one. Yeah. And they had that little assistant director that just couldn't take his eyes off. <laughs> Frank. Get out of there, Frank. Did the kid scene. on the bridge, uh, did, was he an actor, or did they also find that poor? He was the, the tree, yeah. the banjo player. Yeah. I think they were, weren't they all? Folks John would uh, John would refer to him as a monster. He was player. a monster banjo. He's he was a monster. very good banjo. He really was. He's, yeah. He's probably been on a lot of recordings yes, that we don't. I really want to grab my guitar now and play Deliverance yeah. theme from Deliverance, but I won't. An Amish family had their horse and buggy stolen from a Walmart parking lot while what? they were inside shopping. In a yeah. slow getaway. Wouldn't it be stolen by somebody who was Amish? It happened uh, in Michigan. Uh, she was not Amish, as you'll see in Amish. Amish, as you'll see in a minute. The Sturgis, Michigan Department of Public Safety said in a news release, police were called to the Walmart in Sturgis, about 150 miles west of Detroit. Truck driver who was parked in the lot told the police he saw a woman steal the buggy and provided a description. Later that evening, the horse and buggy were found a little more than two miles away from the store. The GPS. The woman was staying at a nearby motel. She was arrested without incident. The officials said the 31-year-old, who was not named, had already been approached by the police earlier in the day at the same Walmart, but they didn't disclose the, re uh, disclose the reason for that initial contact. Now, she was charged, this is interesting, I didn't even think of this, with larceny and larceny of livestock. Oh, so boy. horse thief. She yeah. was charged with horse thief. She was a horse thief. I see yeah. in my cartoon bubble... She pulls up to the the motel six or the the motel and gets off the horse gets off the horse. No, she was in a buggy. Uh, the buggy. But what did she have to do to keep the horse there? Wrap the rein around the hitching there, post. There's a, yeah. there's a, a wooden right. hitching post right, right she, there at the motel. And that's the problem at, at Walmart. Uh, the Amish person didn't lash it tight enough. Right, right. On the hitching post. <laughs> I'm thinking we're probably done with news. I so think if you guys so. Don't mind, we'll send it to Rook while I practice. Yeah. Not. Let me just play it straight here. I'll just play it straight here. Uh, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E it's zero res clean. Rookie here reminding you that the January special right now, $119 to get three rooms zero resified. Also, your air ducts. Take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Zero res wants to get rid of all that dirt, dander, all that smelly stuff in your carpets. Because they're professionals. They do it. They zip in. They zip out. 4.9 rating on Google. 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. It is a perfect carpet cleaning recipe for you. They clean all types of surfaces. It's not just your carpets. They'll do your furniture. They can do your air ducts. They can do just regular floors. Your Amish buggy. Your Amish buggy. They can clear the interior of that, baby. Call Zero Res at 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Tell them to get that special. You want the Rookie Garage Logic special. I don't care if you say Garage Logic. I don't care if you say Rookie. But to get that price, you need to say 
the Rook or Garage Logic. 952 Z E R O R E Z or com. They will do a great job with the Zero Res Gotta Love It Guarantee. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joseph. How come Belichick can't get a job? I don't know. Maybe he wants too much power. You know, he, yeah. they got a general manager down there, and uh, maybe the idea that somebody else is going to make the personnel decisions doesn't sit kindly with him. I, I don't know. Uh, also, it could be cost. You know, you can get probably get Raheem Morris for Five million and Belichick will probably cost you ten. So uh, maybe that's part of it. Although with the money NFL teams are making, that doesn't make any sense. I, I would guess it's a power issue. I would think. Yeah, probably. Plus he's seventy-one. You know, yeah. those guys in their seventies aren't as good as they used to be. No, no. <laughs> to those guys, a hundred years ain't what it used to be. Yeah, right. That's true. I guess that might be it. That might be it. I just came from the. Uh, Twins media session that they have in connection with Twins Fest. Oh, we're missing and, it this year. Uh, yeah, you guys, you did miss it. Did it fool? Terry Ryan and Rick Stelmazic, two of the world's greatest Americans, are their two Hall of Fame inductees for this year. Oh. Terry wasn't in yet, and neither was Stelly. No players this year. They kept, they've kind of run out of players to elect. So they only had non-players on the ballot this year, and uh, Stelly and uh, Terry Ryan are their, are their Hall of Fame guys. They still don't have their TV deal. And uh, those of us who attended the uh, function last night, the Diamond Awards, yes, uh, no, we, we now know why they need a TV deal, because you have to fit this thing in an hour-and-a-half window they went 250 last night. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I'm as opposed to Parkinson's as that next guy, right? I yes. Mean, I'm really, I don't like it at <laughs> I, all. It's a they bad thing. Like, I don't like it either. They all have friends. But they had a doctor from the U who's, you know, the, they, they give their money to the U and it's, uh, you know, the, the brain ailments and stuff like that. Very good. They raised over uh, 300000 yesterday. They've raised over $4, four million. But this doc went 20 minutes, right, yeah. talking? 20. Yeah. And then they had a video that went eight that said the same thing the doc just said 20. About Parkinson's? So they, need, they need a TV, well, basically Parkinson's, yes. They need a TV producer to say, you know, you need a guy to come out there in front and wrap, give him the wrap it up sign, you know. You weren't doing that? I thought you'd be the, hey, no, but uh, get this It guy. does remind me, though, Patrick, from last year's ceremony where both you and Joe made the stage to honor yourself getting the lifetime yes. achievement. But when we replayed it on TV, all the subtle Roycey cheap shots miraculously vanished on the television <laughs> copy. Yes, that's, uh, they, they, they found the four minutes they needed to finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, that's what I heard. I, I never watched it, but I heard reports that uh, that uh, my good cheap shots at Rocco never made it. So. No. Was last night's event at the same place as last no, year? No, they moved it to the Armory. And, oh. Uh, oh, cool. The Armory's dark. It's, yeah. it's, uh, and it was uh, kind of hard to see what was going on. There's, I, I think uh, they need a producer because the whole giving the guys the trophies 
uh, thing was not well done either. What you, we don't need them sit on the couch and ask stupid questions. You know what? Yeah. You get the guy, he walks up there, you hand it to him, and he makes a little speech. That should be it, shouldn't it? That I agree. Be, Game uh, over. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think Royce yeah. should be the producer here. I think it'd be well, done I in could. five minutes. I get no, no. If the mayor was the producer, it'd be done in five minutes. That's right. Yeah. Here, come on, you guys, come up here and grab these things. Let's get the hell yeah. out of here. What, <laughs> what's going on in the ride? Yeah. <laughs> when is Twins Fest underway as we speak? Yes, although it's only a one-day thing now. They, uh, I mean, for the public, they have another deal tonight at the Fillmore downtown where you can buy tickets and uh, mingle with the players. No autographs because they just want the mingling. But, uh, you know, and you get in there and have more personal contact with the players. And then the the only the Saturday is the only big uh, Twins Fest day uh, where they, you know, have everybody around and they don't do Sundays anymore. And they don't have a cranky old radio guy there to say, look at this dump. <laughs> look at this dump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the Hall of Famer going to be present, I wonder? Uh, no, Joe will be there tomorrow, yes. Okay. He's, uh, he's uh, just making his way back from New York now. Yeah, he, he got the tour of the... Uh... Museum, but this is not the. This is the come in and do the press conference tour. Yeah, there's another one later than the year where they march him around there for hours and. Uh, yeah, and uh, he can take a media guy with him. Uh, and uh, I've been there. I've been the guy twice for Puckett and Tony. Yeah, but uh, I don't expect to be Joe's. Uh, anyway. That's uh, which my legs aren't. I couldn't keep up with them now. Anyway, may, may I share my favorite Twins Fest memory in working with you, gentlemen, over the last decade plus? Is that uh, what what Patrick mentioned? Joe screaming that into the microphone, and Dave St. Peter's <laughs> about eight feet away from us. Yeah, and then also yeah. we were. It was our last year being the home of Twins baseball, and the the gates open, the people flood the 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 the, the, the concourse, and Ricey looks at me and goes. JC, look at these bleeping dorks. <laughs> you know what I found, though? He's a poet, isn't he? Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I found some great photos of the Hall of Famer signing oh, yeah. autographs for little kids. Yeah, that was nine. cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So they don't travel around the state anymore like they used to? The Twins Caravan. Does that still exist, Pat? I think so. That's in the oh, winter. Yeah, they do. Not as, not as elaborate as it was, but they do, a, they do a, like three, four days beforehand and then three, four days afterwards. I don't know who's on it. There's no wintertime freezing to death for these guys to tell stories about those right. years. So. Boy, in the old days, yeah, yeah. That, that was a tough deal, that caravan. Oh, they made them yeah. tough. They were out there yeah, in North was, Dakota and... Yeah. That was uh, my all-time favorite uh, story, Tony Oliva. He's got the, uh, makes them make it, they're out in the Dakotas, South Dakota, in the dead of winter, it's 50 below zero, and they're dry, riding across, and Tony makes them detour to his aunt, who, Gordette's aunt's place, who's the biggest fan ever, right? Yeah. And, but she's 90. And Ron Davis is on the, uh, on the, on the tour, and, and she has listened to him blow several games that year. Yeah. And she's waiting for them, and he introduced they introduce her 
to Ron Davis, and she gets up with her cane, and she's going to hit him with it. <laughs> <laughs> hit him with it. And they're telling this story in spring training the next year, and I'm the only one there listening to it, and I damn near wet myself. It was <laughs> oh, that's I a great scene. I'm about it. But R.D., such a good guy, in a you know, terrible in the ninth inning, but a good guy, he got her and her son tickets to the All-Star game. Oh, oh cool. Wow. wow. Nice. They became big buddies, but she wanted to hit him with yeah. a cane. <laughs> <laughs> All the times Herb Carneal had told her that he pissed away another one. <laughs> Throw in the Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Our wild uh, failed miserably last oh, night. That was bad. That it's was a bad, bad. loss. Yeah, the, uh, no, Ralph scored in the third yeah. period. Something fierce. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the wild uh, did enough to beat the Brooklyns. That's the Wolves. Yeah, the, I'm uh, sorry, the, the Wolves, Wolves did enough to yeah, beat the Brooklyn. Yeah, and uh, a diminished Brooklyn's team. They're not. They're not playing as well. That's for sure. They right. eked it out, to, to say the least. Uh, you know what? I, I'm offended though. The other day. <laughs> I saw a headline, and I think it was our paper, that uh, Trump fends off uh, Haley, you know? Right. Fends off Uh Fends, you can only use fends in sports, can't you, Joe? You only, you only... They can't be stealing our favorite cliches. Well, plus fends, fends suggests physical movement. Yeah, right, yeah, like it's a, you're right, like it's a contest right. of, of physical strength. You know? Right, a, a, a center fends off a guard trying to get the ball. But, Roycey, yeah, the the best part was the next day when Trump, the sore loser, made fun of her and mocked her and insulted her. No, he's a her. sore winner. He's a sore yeah, winner. that's what I meant, sore winner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a sore winner, it's unbelievable. But, so the other night I told you, I already told you this, did I, but... Speaking for Joe, speaking in... You did not. You did not. I'm filling in for Joe Wednesday night. Well, where? At the Metropolitan. It's uh, it's uh, Joe's promise to be there. And there's uh, it's uh, construction group, right? Yeah. It's, but it's Minnesota, North Dakota. What do you want to know? But I figured it's going to be 60, 70 people at the Metropolitan, right? Yeah. So I show up in my sweater and jeans. Oh God! No notes. Yep. I'm just gonna make a few jokes and leave. I walk in. There's 280 people there. They're in suits. <laughs> the women are kind of wearing uh, gowns. You know, evening gown, evening dress. At least I wouldn't say gowns, <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're dressed up. Okay. And I'm looking around at 280 white people, and I say, well, there goes the Trump jokes. We can't tell any of those. So, uh, you know, we, 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 that's half your material. That's, that's off the table. So they, we can't have Joe here. We can't have Joe here today, folks, but that's okay. We got a fat guy in a sweater here. To, uh, let, let me ask you something. Let me, let me yeah. ask you something. Why Why wouldn't it have occurred to you that this might be a somewhat of a formal occasion? I just didn't think about it deeply, I guess. <laughs> you thought they'd be in their construction boots and their... Yeah. Hey, buddy, where's your tape measure? Hey, I made a dog box I, once. Nails and stuff. I don't know. I didn't... I, didn't, I thought I didn't, there'd be nails and stuff. Yeah. Hey, you hear that hammer joke? Oh. Hey. 
But uh, let me, I, I, it was so good. It was such a flop that I wrote a column about it for tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, you got something <laughs> out of it, then. Yeah. Pitch hitting for Joe. The headline says, pitch hitting for Joe isn't yeah. easy or is rough. Right. How many hammers does it take to... Uh... All, right. All right, real quickly, then we got to go. What? Uh, give us your rundown on Sunday's games. Uh, I guess I like... Uh, the home team, and I'm saying the Lions are going to pull it off. I am, wow. too. That's Kenny's prediction. I'm hoping the Lions pull it off. And I am, too. I am, too. my common sense. But Brock Purdy isn't that good of a quarterback. Uh, 49ers a little overrated. I think the Lions can do her. That'd be really fun, wouldn't it? Their first title since 1957. So who's going to be in the Super Bowl then, Pat? Who do you want to? Well, that'd who? be Detroit and uh, the winner of Baltimore, Kansas City. Well, we obviously want Tay's team, right? We I, want Tay Tay's team. Well, she'll be in Japan. I don't know if she could get back for the game. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see the Chiefs win, but I don't think they're yeah, I think but... we should all do the mayor a good service and text with the CP to ask her how the game is going on is Sunday. She going to, is uh, Taylor going to be at the uh, this week, or is she gone? That's a good question. I, I don't know her schedule for this Better week. get in touch with your correspondent. I'm sure I'll be informed of it at any moment. <laughs> well, well uh, now, how does it work with the granddaughters? You notify them when they notify them? Yes. She's been on, and then they run downstairs, and you back it up. Is that it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Joe, do you call her like Taylor? like a trained monkey. <laughs> do you call her Taylor, or do you call her Tay? I call her Taylor. Yeah, you got to start calling her Tay, Tay. or Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay's on. Tay-Tay's on. Tay-Tay's on. Yeah. Tay-Tay's on. Time. yeah. This just There's in. Now, uh, Taylor Swift. Just a minute. John Hyde has an update. Uh, this just in, it appears she will be at the game in Baltimore. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. Awesome. Oh, boy. Awesome. So, do, uh, I mean, is uh, that's that's great. That's great. Are they engaged? <laughs> is, that, is that true? I have no idea. Somebody told me they got engaged. Well, maybe they did. I, I don't <laughs> know. I, Joe, I, will, I, Joe will watch for a ring on her oh, finger yes. when he watches I'll the I'll let game. you know Monday. He will have an in-depth <laughs> recap. I hope they're doing the swing back and forth, not just pounding on a glass. I hope they do that like rumble. Oh, I like that swing and dance, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I want more Kelsey shirtless, though, in the Be- crowd. Because Tay-Tay <laughs> really gave it some theater with the hands to the face. She's I, good I, at I it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she got and she got forty eight hundred dollars of your money. <laughs> <laughs> he, he throws the figure out there. <laughs> well, I, I wish it was forty eight hundred. You're you're wrong on the figure. Oh that was, no! That was oh, the no. best. That was the first ever. installment. That was the under. Oh no! Yeah, that was the first installment. No, I and I got a deal. I'm very appreciative of yes, the deal I got. Yes. So yes. I have two nieces who paid a grand apiece. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh, wow. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, Monday I'll give you the update on the uh, engagement. Okay. Good. All right. Very good. Thank you. Hey, North American Banking Company, when you need a loan to secure some tickets for loved ones, 
Check out my friends at North American Banking Company. Listen, they understand that there is no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. NABankCo.com is their website. They also have six locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. NABankCo.com is their website. North American Banking Company is banking done differently. Member FDIC, North American Banking Company is an equal housing lender. Cha. <laughs> Oh, okay, Kenny. Okay, wow. Kenny. <laughs> Wait. Sing on. Hello? Yeah. I can't hear John. John. Thank God today is Friday. T G T I Friday. It's the scramble. It is the scramble, and I'll tell you what, on a Friday afternoon when it's uh, close to 40 degrees, it does get a little festive, but I want to celebrate something else. I want to celebrate Minnesota Masonic Charities and their scholarship program. As one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to support the young people, the youth of Minnesota. And last year, they launched a brand new scholarship program that's unlike anything you have ever seen. They call it the Selfless Scholar. The way the scholarship program works is instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their achievements, this scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. So after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC will be finalizing the recipients for 2024. So get on it right now. Over the course of the next several weeks, I'll let you in on some of those stories. Another cool thing about the scholarship is the $15,000 scholarship money split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Look forward to it. If you want to check it out, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. I love when the Gumption County deputy weighs in. And before we leave, I wanted to read... Uh, his latest, I, uh, he writes, Joe, I want to add to yesterday's conversation regarding the young trooper being charged in the Ricky Cobb case. Uh, Mary Morari said at her press conference that Minnesota State Patrol policy prohibited troopers from shooting at moving vehicles. What that policy refers to is not to shoot at a vehicle that is neither close to you or drives away from you as you are walking up to it. The policy is not meant to prohibit a trooper from protecting himself and others from great bodily harm or death. If someone weaponizes their vehicle by driving forward as troopers are standing next to it, the troopers have the right and obligation to defend themselves. That's what I saw when I saw the video. Okay. Ironically, Moriarty added herself 
that troopers are only authorized to use deadly force to prevent great bodily harm or death to themselves or others. I cannot comprehend how she can conclude being hit and dragged by a car and falling to the concrete pavement would not constitute the potential for great bodily harm or death. Yesterday I heard she did not consult a use of force expert. A professor on one of the local newscasts said that she may not have consulted one because she could not find anyone who agreed with her. One of the interesting aspects about law enforcement is that no one tells their dentist how to perform a root canal, but everyone thinks they're an expert on police work, which Moriarty apparently does. You and the crew had talked about responding officers pulling up and parking in front of a stopped vehicle to box it in. This idea has been brought up on the show in the past. This is simply not practical. Doing so puts the trooper parking in front of a stopped vehicle 100% in the kill zone. Furthermore, if a suspect does start shooting, there is the problem of crossfire, as you now have troopers on both sides of the subject. Lastly, Kenny routinely brings up driving while black. I cannot disagree with him more. I quoted this uh, earlier. In over 30 years of police work, I have never seen or even heard of any cops actively stopping people solely because of their race. If Kenny has witnessed these driving while black stops firsthand, then he better have reported these incidents to the respective departments immediately. If he did not witness them, he should still report them as soon as possible, especially if he is talking them out as fact. No department wants racist cops working for them. Last month, I pointed out the Department of Justice report found 20, and I don't know what time period the Justice Department looked at. Last month, I pointed out the Department of Justice report found 20 incidents of misconduct by the Minneapolis Police Department out of more than 1 million calls. That means 0.002% of calls were considered problematic. The other 99.998% you never heard about. If driving while black was regularly occurring, these numbers would be much different, I suspect. Digging in deeper and pushing back harder, signed the Gumption County Deputy. All right? Hmm. All right. Only... Because they come to us all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the traveling linemans. It was on this day. Jan 26. In 1836, Lucius F. Hubbard was born in Troy, New York. After arriving in Minnesota in 1857, he established and edited the newspaper Red Wing Republican and served as a general in the Civil War and in the Spanish-American War. He would be the ninth governor of the state, serving from 1882 to 1887. His second term lasted three years to cover the legislature's change to biennial sessions. During his tenure, the Railroad and Warehouse Commission was established. He died Feb 5, 1913. Hubbard County is named in his honor. Hmm. Your H counties are Hennepin, Houston, and Hubbard. Okay. In 1861 on this day. One, two, six. Frank O. Loudon was born near Sunrise City, later Sunrise, and later moved to Illinois where he became a lawyer and married Florence, daughter of George M. Pullman, the wealthy inventor of the railway sleeping car. After Pullman's death, Loudon managed some of the Car King's enterprise. Enterprises served in Congress, became governor of Illinois, lost a nomination for president, and declared a vice presidential nomination. 
And on this day, January 26th, in 1924, Minneapolis policeman George Kramer fatally shot Peter C. Johnson with a sawed-off shotgun in a dark basement. Johnson had been attempting to crack open a safe he and his assistant, William Carson, stole during a robbery. And on this day... January 26th. In, in 1942, Private Milburn Henke of Hutchinson, serving with the American Expeditionary Force, was the first enlisted man deployed to Europe in World War II. Hmm. Wow. Just think, a Minnesotan was the first enlisted man deployed to That's Europe. That's cool. And finally, on this day. Three finallys. No, I, this is the first time I said finally. Oh. On this day in 1949, <laughs> Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, we know it as 3M, yeah. announced the invention of a machine for the mass recording of magnetic audio tape. Mm-hmm. 75 years ago, we had magnetic audio tape from 3M. Cool. And I believe it played this. Where's the party? That's what it did. <laughs> yes. He was the first guest uh, uh, of, Here's of 3M with Sid. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. This just breaking into the Garage Logic newsroom. We can't go out without disappointing you, Joe. The science is clear. Climate change is, a, is the existential threat of our time. So to- no, it isn't. You are. <laughs> You are the existential threat of our Just time. Just send him into the weekend crabby, didn't you, Chris? I kind of had to. Why did we have to hear that? I'm sorry. It was breaking. It was just breaking. Hey, uh, let's see. We're going to go to promo read Chris, two for today. Yes, Will Ken? John be back on Monday? I think so. <laughs> I wish you would have let me know that he wasn't going to be here today. I hope so. Uh, You can find full video and full show audio, including before, during, and after the show with the entire GarageLogic crew, including cast members ignoring one another. Those are just a few of the great perks of a town council membership. You'll even get your own official member card and a certificate from the mayor himself, along with invites to exclusive events. You can learn more about the town council and become a member at garagelogic.com. I wish I could find a good movie to watch this weekend. See, why do you, you know? John, try something called Immediate Family. I heard about it from Kenny. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I'll check I'm that try one it out. myself. Yeah. Okay. And tell him to be nice to his dog, Larry, too. And be nice oh. to your dog, Larry. I love Larry. He's yeah. my buddy.